Yes. Welcome back to Podex. Our guest for today is an international mindset coach, women's empowerment and embodiment coach, yoga and meditation teacher, serial entrepreneur, content creator, singer, dancer, and so much more. Her name is Shalini Sarina. Shalini, thank you so much for being here. You know, even though we just connected last month, when we spoke, I felt your energy and vibes are so awesome. And I'm really glad to have you as a guest on my podcast. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. You know, when I read about you, I was really fascinated by your story, your journey to mindfulness, meditation, personal growth and self-awareness. And so, you know, I want to dive into all those topics today and I think the audience has so much to gain from you. So, I'm really excited for this one. Thank you. So, one of the first things which I wanted to ask you was about your belief in belonging to the world and not having a single home. You said you are an Indian born in London, brought up in America and being a citizen of the world. So what do you mean by that? What do you mean by being so, a citizen of the world? So I was born in England. My mother was born in Singapore and my dad was born here in India. They had an arranged marriage in in England, however. So I lived in England up until age 11 and at that point I moved to America. So I was in Miami, Florida for 10 years. Then I moved to San Francisco. That's when I started working more deeply in the tech space. Then I moved to New York and then most recently in America I lived in Los Angeles. However, now I live in India, Goa. I'll show you my my views here, lots of greenery. Very grateful to be living this living in india this is my first time living in the motherland and last year i was mainly living in bali so i've i've built a lifestyle where i can live wherever most of my work is done online i work primarily as a mindset coach so i meet with my clients via zoom i also i'm a yoga teacher so wherever i happen to be i just do pop up classes i'm in goa at the moment as mentioned so i'm teaching yoga at the w hotel here in bagatore and i just did a really beautiful retreat at this property in ashvem called vayu it's an ocean front property and the whole theme of the retreat was clarity and renewal and a lot of times people hear my accent and i also speak spanish because i lived in miami for 10 years and i love the latin culture there's i'm so grateful to have lived in in that that latin culture for 10 years of my formative years my high school teenage years my early 20s because there's a lot of warmth in that culture as well so i've never really felt like i fit under one label actually none of us do we're more than our than our accent we're more than the languages we speak we're more than our haircuts right and so me living in this way where i live in different places what it allows me to reinforce is the truth that we are all one and everywhere i go even if it's a new city a new country for me i i always get met with love with magic with incredible incredible synchronicities that unfold and that is because at the end of the day my home is not attached to anything outside of me it's not attached to a city or a country or a, or a particular building or anything my home is in my breath My home is anywhere I find myself on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's dissolving dissolving any of this attachment to 3D things and recognizing that we're energy and we're always at home because we're connected with everything. Wow. Okay. The breeze that you feel, right? We're connected with the oceans, all of it. I think that was a really beautiful answer. And you know, I think I read this somewhere also that humans are just a bag of emotions and energy so you know even when we walk in the ground or something in a way we are connected and you know you explained it in a really nice way so that was a thank you so you know yeah. one thing which i want to talk about was we're not thought about understanding who we are you know we have meetings with everyone but fail to take time for ourselves to really understand who we are so how did you discover your identity and who you wanted to be Yeah, so I'm doing a lot of things out here. Remember we're human beings. We're not human doings, and I feel a lot of time there's so much pressure on like, okay, this person is 
the athlete and this person is the academic and i have really expanded in my range of hey i'm the entrepreneur and i'm the creative and i'm the musician and i'm the author and i'm the model and on the w- whatever else would come through right like we we're, we're more than these external labels so so this element of you know who he it's it's essentially what is your truth and in covering like getting to your what comes easily what is it that when you are doing whether it's painting whether it's writing whether it's dialogues with people and and getting to the core of what is it that when you are doing those things it just ease and that is what you follow and and knowing that that can evolve over the course of your life ground is tech i was producing hackathons like really nerdy coding i learned so much and my network in the tech industry grew tremendously because of that time and i'm still involved in tech in some capacity however primarily right now my work is in this personal development space the gatherings the, these kinds of these kinds of dialogues and and it's all about it's all about really slowing down and not putting so much pressure on yourself of like oh i need to be doing this thing society has told me that by this you know the path to this looks like this or by this age check mark check mark check mark there's no rules the the way that you get to flow in a life that feels really genuinely enriching is when you listen to the wisdom of your heart do the things every day that clear your body right and you listen to the wisdom of where what is your body asking of you you know when you meet somebody or there's an opportunity that comes your way and you're like oh this is this is something that i can trust this is an opportunity that really excites me this is somebody that i trust and we're definitely going to build a friendship here a relationship here a partnership here right your body tells so that's that's how you that's how you flow in a way that gets to feel in harmony and in in integrity with who and you be i think that is one thing which is really important and i did learn it the hard way so basically what happens is you know when we don't experience something we can't really tell how it is and so i think that's what even i think i spoke earlier in another podcast also or my guest said this that we need to take out different experiences to really discover who we are and you know to get to know what do we really want to do like you said you you've been in the tech space you've been in the meditation space you've been an actor model you've done different things and you're trying to find out and discovering who you are rather than just sticking to one thing so i think that is very important too right and the thing is having that fun with that full expression and knowing that we are more than these external labels this is this is going to sound very cliche but it is true in the sense that we are nothing and we are everything right when you feel when you feel the gentle breeze swirling around you you are one with that breeze you are connected to everything when you look out to nature when you see the beautiful ocean the beautiful sunsets like all of that it's not like nature is just this thing out there you are a part of that and it doesn't need to have all these labels with it so we are we are these beautiful spirit souls we are energy and we came here to this earth to have a human experience and so we get to have that interesting balance of both we get to play in the human it is this is a fun human game and maybe today your focus is on doing a podcast and you know writing a blog post and maybe tomorrow your human the way that your human is choosing to play is playing frisbee learning more chords on the guitar and dancing for a solid 2 hours you know what i'm saying it's just being in your expression allowing yourself to take up space and 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 live in that full radiance because that's our birthright but have you watched the movie the matrix Yes, of course. Oh, so do you think it's something like that that it's like a simulation that we stay in or is it like, you know, cuz um we're here for a certain period of time. What what if we are like I just had this thought once that what if we are actually asleep and this is just a simulation and some most of us haven't even awakened yet and maybe the part of spirituality is get, helping us get into that awakening process or something like that? 100%. We are 
on the path of awakening and the what's really exciting about this 2020 year is that there are more people that are waking up and that is also due to those that are on on the awakened path which includes you and I because of just the discussions that we are having and that w- the discussions that we are having and those that are tuning into this dialogue because they are a frequency match for for the conversation that we're having here what's been powerful in this shift is those that are on their awakened path are actively sharing the wisdom and the truths that are coming through with their communities with their families with their friends online and when you see someone doesn't even have to say anything you can feel it in their energy field when someone has more consistently brought in meditation into their life when someone is just more compassionate first and foremost with themselves that they have deep self love practices that they respect themselves that they back themselves and when you do that for yourself is how you can then show up in that way for the planet for neighbors for your family so for sure like i'm really happy to to feel and there are more people waking up there are you know that that yes there is a big chunk of people that are still asleep and plugged however there are there has never been a time where this many resources available to help accelerate that ascension journey so powerful so i had to ask you this question a lot of people have reached the deep space and you know often these people have had a dark past or they carry a negative baggage or something which has defined them in their past or something and of course even you may have had that which you may have let go through meditation but what was that like was there any darkness in your life before my love we cannot have the light without the darkness there is there is this duality in this human game and it's about having love and compassion when those shadows come up i have a very consistent meditation practice and yoga practice that doesn't mean that the shadow doesn't come about here and there to make itself known the difference is that when the shadow comes up i don't say i don't stay trapped in that story so for instance if if jealousy were to come in i don't go oh my gosh i'm a jealous person oh no this is happening i just i witness it i sit in the sit witness seat of my mind and i'm like oh how funny this human little experience of jealousy is coming in this is not me i get to witness it have compassion towards it move through anything that needs to be moved through and come back to my center of love I have navigated quite a lot of shadow i put myself through school i was 16 years old independent and i had five scholarships to university and my my childhood like wasn't the rosiest by any means i i ha- i'm grateful for so much that i that has been gifted to me in this lifetime and i have also navigated a lot of family stories around abandonment around unworthiness and i've also navigated sexual trauma and i was raped and went through a whole process of of reporting that rape and going through that process so these kinds of things have happened however they don't define me and there was there was a part of me that for many years was like a victim to the story so there is like the scenario that happens it, it itself which is of course a challenge to navigate but the thing is we all have challenges because that is what we signed we came to this earth we're like we are quantum beings okay we are quantum beings connected to quantum realm and just like you and i if we if we decide oh let's play a game of chess or let's play a game of frisbee just like we're playing a game to pass the time when we're up there in the quantum realm we decided to play this game called being a human and of course when we came here to play this game we made it a challenging game why would we make it an easy game for us we made it an interesting and a complex challenging game and part of the game is when we show up here we forget who we actually are we forget that we're quantum beings i mean children sometimes if you look at very small children and you look at their eyes or you they're all they'll, they'll say something very profound you know that that because they're connected they still remember that they're part of that 
that oneness, which we always are. But part of the human game is like you you forgetting and you kind of being trapped and and caught up in the in the external in the three. I just wanted to I just wanted to interrupt. I just wanted to interrupt. You know exactly like just before this podcast, I just read this quote. So on yeah. my Instagram, I follow a lot of these spiritual accounts and all that stuff. And I actually yeah. read this thing that kids up to the age of six or seven or eight are actually more closer to the spiritual realm. and that is why some of the things which uh until as we grow older you know we start getting defined by society and as we grow older we start yeah. losing that connect with the spiritual realm while that's why when we say when kids say something and you know, we may find it crazy but it's actually in reality because they may be closer to the spiritual realm that is what i read the quote and it was this beautiful quote and that's what i was actually that's thinking it. about it and you just spoke about it yeah kids are so light and so free they're so not in their heads you don't when you think of a child going to the oh i'm insecure about the shirt that i'm wearing and what happens if no kids play they don't care if no kids don't want to play with them they will just play with the grass or find a box and with their imagination make this incredible scene and because they're just in the space of joy and love and peace and acceptance and celebration and so spending around children spending time with children can be such that reminder that that we have never that that sensation has never gone out of us it's just that as you mentioned as we grow older and that's part of the human game it's a matter of like the human game will will matrix you in and be like no but you are your are your status of whatever where it's like no actually i get to be in this space where i'm i remember that i'm one with everything that i'm energy and uh yeah 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 so that's what it's about and also another thing which i wanted to add to that so there's this book autobiography of a yogi and he yes. says a similar thing he doesn't talk about it as a game but he says there are like seven phases of life ignore like uh, about yeah. this life so there are like seven worlds and you know earth is like the third or fourth world so once we pass away from here we move on to another world then another realm another realm until we finish the seventh realm and we connect back to the whole ball of energy which you would choose to call universe energy or god and then we start all over so that was a really beautiful thing and there are different phases so i think the last phase is like a pure bliss stage where you know yeah. sometimes when we go to sleep and it's been like when we wake up it's been like 3 4 5 hours so, and we just don't know what happened and all that stuff so and that's the last stage of the earth where we feel this immense amount of bliss and we don't know what's happening that's like So I think it's like different levels, and then level seven is like Jumanji or something. Yes, and you get to experience those layers now if you choose to. You get to experience the state of pure bliss. Of the chakras so spending time meditating and stilling the mind but also moving the body waking up the spine opening up the hips like expanding your arms taking up space all of these things it's a powerful way for for you to as a as a being feel the full expression of who you be and you cannot help it if you're in a space where you're jumping up and down you're singing your favorite song you're dancing around the house you are naturally going this rush of of joy and bliss and that is always available to you and because everything is energy when we do the consistent work to have our energetic be of a certain quality that is also what we attract into our field we attract friendships and opportunities and relationships that are also vibrant that are also loving right that are also in integrity and connected to the vibration of truth So it's a combination and radical responsibility for the energy that we are emitting out. So you know I when you spoke about having past traumatic experiences and all that stuff um how did you like revisit those memories back in a constructive way cuz you know I feel a lot yeah. of people shun away from this because we are scared of getting back the fear of that past experience and you know with revisiting it in a constructive way as opposed to a destructive way how did you look back at it and make it into a good part of you totally totally so it's it's about going back to those experiences without 
and with full love. And there are times where I was able to do that work on my own, where it's like just me, I light a candle, I light my agarbati, I sit there with my journal and I'm processing something just, just myself. And there have been many instances where that space made available to me in a more deep way thanks to a container like a like a nourished container whether it was therapy whether it was a coach that I was working with or a, a very close girlfriend who is just listening to something that I, I haven't given myself the space to process before so that's that's where my work comes in as a mindset coach I've done a lot of clearing myself both in my own channeling and the wisdom of my higher self and my ancestors and my guides and spirits speaking with me and working with me and incredible most most coaches I've worked with are women I, I am certainly drawn to that uh to that energy that that feminine energy which the whole planet is is shifting towards recognizing again and I we all have feminine and masculine qualities within us the old patriarchy this linear way of thinking this like oh we have to go to war and there has to be competition that is dying because that isn't how it actually works we get to live in societies where it's collaborative and loving and so yeah so it's been a combination of me going to these past traumatic experiences from a place of my own own my own grounded loving attention and with the support of other women who have coached me and held space for me as I'm processing something and now it's such a privilege and a a pleasure to be doing this work myself and holding space for my clients when I work with them around kinds of things that people have navigated you know alcoholism in the home with a parent abuse in the home growing up you know abandonment wounds not feeling worthy not feeling so so many things is and in in the work that I do with my clients it's about getting to the root of where is belief coming from because everything that we experience is a reflection of beliefs and the thoughts that we hold and of course we're worthy of course love is available to us of course we get to have radiance and joy and peace at our feet our birthright so doing the work to get to the root of where did this old conditioned belief which is not anchored in anything true where did it come from and doing that reprogramming through different kinds of techniques nlp affirmations journaling these kinds of things and you know i think it's really necessary that we look back at it and clean it i think like you know when we yes. see this monk mentality thing which i read somewhere i think it was an article online and it's like when you try to clean a dusty room the first thing that happens is the dust comes on our face and you know once we start cleaning it it is really hard and difficult at first cuz the rooms are being used for a long time and all that stuff and there's dirt and dust all over but once the room is clean and all it becomes really accessible and nice place so i think the same holds true for memories also we need to reflect it back and have it cleaned yeah clearing it and not being attached to like this happened so this is true of who i be it's about facing the memory and and the scenario and the experience with love and processing it through and just clearing any stickiness that may have come from it releasing guilt releasing shame releasing fear releasing anxiety whatever whatever that was tied up in that that is just not not serving to go through and and clear that and you're so right that's a beautiful way to look at it when you're dusting off a surface the dust is first moving about the room but the thing is you you will not receive anything from the universe that you cannot handle so when that dust is flying about you've got it i know it might be a little thick and like ah oh, this is hard this is yeah but you can handle it you can handle it and it's always like that first like when you think of a merry go round and like you're you're pushing this you know you're moving this this cycle that it first push that's where you need the most momentum then once this momentum this thing is going already by itself you just need to do a light little boop 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 and it'll keep going by itself so it's always that first push really stepping up and and you know it's it's when it comes to this stuff about you know instead of being a victim of your old stories or 
patterns. This the, the moment that you make a decision and say, I am choosing to show up for myself more powerfully. I choose to release these old patterns and stories that are not grounded in anything true. I choose to up level. I choose to ascend. I choose love. I choose radiance. I choose peace. It's a decision and once you do that, that's the equivalent of that like first push around the testing of the of the surface. That's the equivalent. Making the decision. Make the decision and then do the things that you show up for yourself powerfully around that decision. And then the kind of bliss and harmony and peace that finds with you is something I cannot even put into words. It's so powerful. It's so beautiful. But how does one take the first step from moving from negativity, judgment, guilt, all that things that hold us down towards self-love, positivity? How does one take the first step? So it's about listening to what what would support you. Are you able to take that step yourself? If you are, then amazing. There's a lot of tools out there. Meditation, yoga, doing gratitude before your meals. There's something I do is I rub my palms together. Anytime I'm going to eat something, I put my hands over my meal and I just say thank you to all the farmers who grew these crops, to the person in the kitchen who cut who cut up the fruit. know to the person who made the plate and then whatever else gratitude comes comes in and then there's there's different practices around getting in your body however if you feel you don't have the internal strength to to make that shift or, or in even in even labeling those things as negative because it isn't negative positive it's just something that happened we don't flip so heavily it's just something that happened that is that is having a certain certain grip on get to release the the other the other step is to look for support and that is working with a coach or going through therapy or whatever so the thing with therapy is it's more connected to the past like oh this this happened doing that clearing and the difference with coaching is is it going to what extracting the wisdom extracting the lessons and implementing it in the present moment in moment so that your future can grow to the full potential that it can to the full radiance and and alignment aligned space that it can so it's a matter of you tapping into yourself it's a making a decision and saying i don't want to be in these old patterns or these emotions that feel negative and i wish to be in a more clear state and if you have the the space the grounding within yourself to welcome in practices then meditation mindfulness all there's so many things right even doing like a one day fast or something just clearing your system journaling however the best and most accelerated way to go along your ascension journey is to work with a coach and it's all about resonance when you're working with somebody with anything i mean even if you're looking for a new housemate it's about the energy right do you thinking with that person do you feel that your highest self is held there with with full sacredness do you feel that you're able to bring your full self and that it's held in the energy of unconditional love and and unconditional right that that's what it's about you, know, you just spoke about fast and i wanted to ask about this so you've done all sorts of fast you've done diets and all that stuff so i really wanted to know how do these fasts and diets and eating certain types of food impact our mental health and physical health Right. So we have been given this physical body as a gift. This is how we're experiencing this human this 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 earthly plane. So we didn't incarnate as ants. We incarnated as humans and we have the ability to have have such intricate dialogue and we have these beautiful senses where we can taste and we can hear beautiful sounds and all of these things. So the way the way that you take care of this physical body has impact on your spiritual path because currently your soul is being housed in this body so it's important for us to take care of this body it's important for us to get good rest because that's how our our body recuperates and in terms of eating i choose be i'm basically vegan I I don't eat eggs, I don't eat uh dairy products. However, 
India, I make my own food in my on my dosas. I I sometimes use ghee. So that is also something that I will maybe phase out. However, ghee feels fine for my body at this moment and so vegan. I I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. I love fruits. I love vegetables. And and if you think of these elements, they grow from the earth, right? And so this the wisdom of the plant. Like that is what you are eating. When you when you open up when you take a bite of a delicious pear or a passion fruit it's just like that is pure prana that is life energy however if you choose to eat meat again there is no judgment like you know best whatever resonates with you personally when i look at dead flesh on a plate it's just no need the the earth gives us so many yummy things as it is i don't feel there's a need for me to be a part in the killing of another of an of another being right and 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 if you think about what makes meat yummy it's the seasoning that you put on it the salt the i don't know the pepper the the on it but meat itself is it actually nourishing food not really actually it's like the moment something dies it's decaying it's rotting You know what I'm saying? Where is the difference of like plucking a fresh grape or like peeling a fresh banana and like you're you're eating you're welcoming in that kind of prana into your field. And yes, I have recently had more experience with and I haven't done any like major long fasts. I've just done one day fast where I'm just having water and then recently I did a fast for 3 days where I wasn't eating solid foods. I was just having and then i had two juices a watermelon juice and an orange juice i just did that for 3 days and i feel you know every month or so i will give myself another like 3 day fast or something like that where i maybe i support it with that water and maybe eventually i i just do water for like 3 or 5 days but it's just a matter of listening to the wisdom of your body and what that does it shuts off your digestive your digestive system and our our digestion system like uses so much energy So when we give that a pause it's important that when you are fasting that it's not during a hectic time it's not during a day where you have to do 12 hour days at the office or whatever it's a, it's it's you're fasting during a time where you can really rest you know take warm baths maybe you get a massage you know maybe you just have like shanti music playing in the house all day you know and you're doing work that isn't super strenuous you're not like doing manual labor where you're building a table or something it's just shant vibes and that that is helpful because it it allows your body to reset and it releases toxins and yeah it's really powerful to do these these kinds of things our bodies are so wise wise and our bodies inherently know how to heal So I would recommend I mean there's things like intermittent fasting again it's all it's all dependent on on what resonates with you and and that's where meditation helps as well like the more you welcome in these consistent practices your body will tell you your body will speak to you and say hey it's important for us to have cleanse right now hey let's have two days of silence we don't say anything we're just meditating or like your body will ask you of this these things it will say hey let's let's go on a vacation and and just spend time in the forest you know whatever like the, these this kind of clarity will you because as you're doing your meditations that's what you're doing you're opening up the channel so that the wisdom of your higher self of of mother earth comes in and can speak to you with more clarity and you're able to listen from a more attentive space i want to add two things so first of all the first one which i really wanted to add was i didn't interrupt i didn't want to interrupt but um like you said eating meat and all that stuff so i read it somewhere that when we when we you know when a chicken is taken to the slaughterhouse and it knows it's going to be about to be slaughtered there's a sense of fear which runs within it and that's why it starts flying away and all and you know when we kill that chicken that sense of fear and all it's all within its cells or something and you know when we eat that when we eat the uh, the meat all those fears all that anxiety all those negative feelings when the chicken fell while it was dying comes within our body yeah exactly right 
everything is energy so if that chicken is like in this state of like fear and and worry and frustration and pain and sadness then we're ingesting that and there's no there's just no need this there's such an abundance amazing fruit and vegetables like we don't need to put that in our body it's dense and it on of things as well like meat takes a way longer time to digest in your system so it's using way more energy well i i would welcome anyone here who who has a meat in the in the diet at the moment to just try one week being vegetarian and we many of us who may be listening here are all based in india and you can make such yummy indian vegetarian food and any food like you know, i grew up in in england and america and the vegetarian food there as well i mean veggies in and of themselves are are so flavorful right you bite into a watermelon and it that is nature's dessert are you kidding how yum a watermelon juice can be wow a little bit of mint in there whoa nature's incredible we have so m- she gives us so many gifts there's no need for us to be greedy and harm other beings there's just no need and the second part which i really wanted to add was which we spoke about silence and all that stuff so um in our time i think uh, we need to take like 3 days uh, silence course so according to a study it's done that we need 3 days to basically find ourselves and discover who we are to be silent and so basically the first day it's really very hard the second day we start getting used to it a bit and the third day is the the moment of bliss like you said so i i have done a vipassana which is a 10 day silent meditation retreat and i'm glad i did it it's not necessarily my style of meditation i'm very feminine and fluid and i like to do moving meditation some a lot of times my meditation is a dancing meditation or you know i love to write as well however the now that i've done that i now have the tools to give myself my own silent retreat whenever i want to do that and and as you mentioned it's so powerful just to slow down not have so many distractions so i live alone and i love living alone actually i have a three bedroom home to myself in goa and to have this space and in the mornings sometimes i'll listen to mantras i i wake up very early i wake up with sunrise however m- much of the time i'm just listening to the breeze i'm listening to the birds sing their morning songs and and one thing i really appreciate from when i did my yoga teacher training in bali in 2016 is you know these are full on days you're doing a training right you're 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 not only learning how to cue a yoga class you're also doing a lot of your own deep inner work and what i loved and i've actually incorporated this in a lot of the retreats that i now hold is in the morning it's silent if you are coming to do your morning practice you don't come and grab your mat and just like flop it on the floor and you're not just having dial how was your dinner oh you know how was how how was your morning you no no conversation you can have a loving smile and and share a little namaste gesture but very lovingly place your mat down you know put down your bag have a sip of your water and get into your morning practice and allow it to be in silence and weaving in these moments of silence into your day for me especially in the morning is pure bliss because it allows you to just slow down watch your thoughts and also just weaving in silence throughout we have two ears right and just one mouth for a reason it's more important to listen and take in and and have that processing and then speak with pure intention i've done a lot of work around the throat chakra our words carry so much power so to really slow down when we speak out loud what we speak out loud is a reflection of the thoughts and the beliefs that we hold and this is why i love journaling as well I, sometimes i'll be journaling and i'll literally catch myself like write something in the past tense something in a way that isn't as empowering as it could be and then i'll shift it right then and there so it, this is what this game is all about it's all about expanding your awareness and as you expand in that awareness being of deeper service to the collective 
you know, like you also said about the words having power and all that stuff. So that's what happens in manifestation also. A lot of times would we say when we keep on saying it slowly, the universe starts believing in it, it tries to get it towards us. So, you know, when someone keeps on saying something negative, that becomes our reality. When we keep on saying something positive, it becomes our reality. Yes. More so than the words, however, it's the actual energy and frequency that you hold. There's some people that they say they read like a article online about manifestation and then we have a call and they're like, Shalini, I've tried the whole manifestation thing. Like I've looked in the mirror and said, I am abundant. Money is coming to me. I am worthy of love. But if, if the way that they are saying is like their energy doesn't actually believe that and their words are here, but are they in integrity with those words? Then of course that is not what's going to come into their field. It's more than the words that you are saying out loud. It is the, the energy that you are emitting out. And that's where we find full harmony in our lives. When we are in integrity with the thoughts that we hold, with the words that we choose, it's the best feeling. I'm so grateful. Like I've had so many powerful shifts in my life. Yes, over the past several years, but this year in particular. This is my first year living in India, by the way. And I've just been so blessed by this land, like feeling the energy of 2020. I mean, come on, numerology-wise, when you think of 2020, this is the year of clear vision. It's It's been a shaky year. This hasn't been the easiest year. However, it's been a year that is has is here for a reason. All the shakeup and all the everything that's coming up to the surface to be purged. And again, we can handle it. The universe would never give us something we cannot handle. And you know, I think I just wanted to tell you this. So a lot of I asked this to a lot of friends also. Uh, for me, personally, 2020 has been the best year for me because in terms of Fine. I think I got into spirituality manifestation and all really very recently. I told you about that. That was in 2020 and 2020 gave everyone the time to discover who they wanted to be. Like everyone had a choice if they wanted to watch 10 different seasons on a net, of a Netflix show or they wanted to get to know who they wanted to be and all that stuff. It was a choice for everyone. And I think for me, I took the choice of, I, I did watch Netflix shows. I'm not saying I didn't watch it, but I also spent a lot of time trying to discover what I want to be, getting into different parts and all. And also I wanted to add on manifestation, which is that huh. you know, we can't force it. You know, like like in the people read the articles and they say it and all, but like you said, it has to come from within. And you know, I was really lucky that I realized subconsciously I was manifesting a lot of things. You know, like I used to talk to myself a lot. I still do it a lot. And I never knew I was manifesting it. Even so many of my podcasts, I used to just think about it, visualize it, and it, it turned into a reality. Yes. And and I was introduced to this term manifestation very recently, but I had been doing it subconsciously for, I think, a year or two now. So I think that's one of that's the things. That's amazing. And yeah, 2020 was one of the best years, I think. I would agree with you and I meet you there. 2020 has been such a powerful year for me. I'm so grateful. And even for those that may be listening to us right now, having this dialogue of like, what are they talking about? I lovingly challenging, I lovingly challenge those people to really reflect, yes, it's been difficult in many ways, challenging in many ways. However, if you read and think about the growth that's come about and the clarity that's come through and just about it's it's been a huge gift in many ways as well and as you mentioned it's a choice there's energy so if we sit there and we're saying oh no this has happened and now this will never be the same and da, 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 then then we are attracting more of this kind of woe is me energy into our field. Whereas if we instead say, you know what? It is what it is. The universe is doing its thing. Control that. We never could control that external. However, you can make a choice around how to respond. And are you choosing to respond with grace and love and gratitude? Even when it may be challenging to. Gratitude is such a powerful key, like actively practicing gratitude is a game changer. If you're not actively doing that throughout your day, welcome in an active gratitude practice and just watch upgrade. And you know, I think yeah, also gratitude, once we start practicing it, it gets deeper on its own. So 
I told you like this that every day in my morning prayers, I used to say things about what I'm grateful for that I got this podcast, I got this thing, you know. And I noticed it over the last three months. There's been so much that has changed because now I'm even expressing gratitude for something which I really like eating. So day before yesterday, I w- I had Domino's pizza and I really love that. And I never knew it, but unintentionally yesterday morning in my prayers, I thanked for getting for having that pizza. So it it, it yeah. started off with big things, and now slowly that I'm practicing it on a daily basis, it comes down yeah. to the smaller things also that we're grateful okay. for in our daily lives. Of course, I mean that that is that's where doing the gratitude practice before your meals. Of course, let's be grateful for food and shelter and healthy friendships and relationships in our lives, and the smaller things, the smile that you exchange with the woman that you buy fruit from, you know, the the sound of the sweet song that the bird sings in the morning, like having. having gratitude for the the warmth that you feel from the sunshine right like this allows us to remember what a blessing this life is and the way that that works is when you are sending up this energy of like thank you thank you thank you i'm so grateful my heart is full the universe is looking at you saying oh of course you're welcome here's more here's more blessings for you you beautiful grateful person you like if you think about it like i i give this example of say that there is this woman who lives in the neighborhood and she bakes a bunch of cookies for all the kids in the neighborhood and she goes to all the kids one by one she's like oh here have a cookie here you go you know everyone have a cookie and then some kids are are like oh thank you so much and then they run off and then continue to play some kids they just snatch a cookie they don't even say thank you they're just like running off doing their thing and there's there's one kid who takes the cookie and he's like thank you thank you so much and she's like of course here here's another one and he's like oh my goodness i would love to help you clean up and so then he goes back and helps her clean up clean the trays and then when she bakes the next batch she gives him like a whole set of cookies to give to him and his family that's how the universe works right like when you show up in gratitude and not only are you showing up in gratitude but you're moving in a place of service like it's not like you're just you know you're not pr- playing praying for you're not actually praying for anything like you're just sending up gratitude like you know it's it's not attached on anything external you're not you're not saying oh hey universe i want this thing it's an energetic thing and so it's not like those who receive blessings are just using it selfishly to have their sports car and play on their tech gadgets and you know buy designer clothes like they are grateful for all the gifts that they are receiving and the energy that they're emitting out to the universe is like with this with these gifts that i receive with the skill sets that i've been blessed with time with the understanding and the knowledge and the the community that has unfolded for me in this lifetime i choose to be in service in the most powerful way to amplify the energy of healing to amplify the energy of unity consciousness of love consciousness and when the universe feels that purity and truth that it rewards you it 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 merges with you and and accelerates that journey yeah and i think yeah. also with gratitude i think intentions also come and play a huge role about why do we want to receive this or like why do we want more of this and all so you know sometimes our intentions get clouded and become ego driven or money driven and all that so how do we keep our intentions true or purify them if they are in the wrong direction you know when your intention is pure you know it in your physical being there's no confusion around that for consistently doing the practices that remind you that you are more than this ego this flesh and bones you're more than your name your skin color again all of these things you're one with infinite source you're one with nature so you know you know when you are in integrity there's literally no question your body knows it so it's a matter of and that's why doing your consistent practices every day you know what it feels like so your your body doesn't feel clunky and and sticky like you're not eating junk food and you're not just sitting on the couch you know you're moving your body you're giving yourself no 
filled with prana, you are spending time with people that are loving and really respect you and and hold you in the vibration of the the powerful that you be, right? That because we're all reflections of one another, and so it's yeah, it's a matter of just being in integrity and trusting your gut and showing up for yourself. First and foremost, everything stems from that. Like how you show up for yourself is how you show up for others, for the planet, all of it. You know, another question which I really wanted to ask you was that a lot of people, even even I feel this, that we lack clarity on having meaning and purpose in our life. So I'm asking this as a personal question: How can one discover their purpose or their meaning in life? Sure. So there's many ways to answer this question. You know, firstly, it's having it's having compassion and knowing that your purpose may evolve over the course of your life. And so it's a matter of listening to your body and what lights you up, what comes easily. What are the kind of there's a great exercise for people that I'm working with. They when they are keen to discover their purpose, there is a Japanese model that is called the. And what it is, it is four different quadrants. So there is one which is, what am I good at? What can I be paid for? What does the world need? And I, I forget the the last quadrant, but it's all these things. And what I would recommend is you go into each of those things. Journal on each segment of the ikigai. It's like this Japanese purpose model, and you journal on each each quadrant for about twenty minutes. And at the end of that exercise, your purpose just might be jumping out at you and be very very clear. And if it isn't, you will be very much in the general direction of where your purpose lies. So it's just getting clear. Like for instance, for myself. I love people. I love connecting people. I love, I love being of service. I love helping people. Some of my skill sets are communication. I know I'm a strong speaker. I know I'm a strong writer. Right? I, I'm a fast learner. I'm musically inclined. Backing yourself. Okay, what are your skill sets? Okay, what, what are you, what are you passionate about? How can you be of service? What does the world need? Right? And just doing these kinds of things. And and again, having. Compassion with yourself and knowing that if if it feels true for you right now that you are on the path of being a top award winning podcaster who also releases books in the near future, and then if in a year you discover a new instrument and you're like, oh wow, now I'm going to play the flute, and I love the flute, and this is my purpose now. You know what I'm saying? It gets to evolve. Just having lightness and fun and play. And not being so sticky on this, because hello, my background is tech and media, and I love it. An early twenties version of me wanted to be on the cover of Forbes, and of course, I'd be speaking at the top tech conferences in the world, and that was my purpose and my mission then. And it's evolved massively since then. You know what I'm saying? So it's just having like gentleness and ease in in this in this journey, and remember, purpose isn't so much about what you are doing. It is it is. How you are living and who who you be—it's an energetic frequency. Like my purpose is just to be in my truth. That's my purpose. And when I show up in my truth, I I obviously love what I do. Like it's it's such a I'm so grateful to be on this path and to serve in the way that I do, whether it's guiding retreats or coaching containers or meditations or workshops. Live in my truth. And again, when you're working with someone, it's all about resonance. When someone feels a resonance with me, the the portal that I can help hold for them is by me just being in my truth, being in my state of being. It gives that permission slip to them to also step in that way of living for themselves. That's what we we're all mirrors for one another. That's how it works. Okay, wow, that was really beautiful. And I think I'm definitely. I needed this answer because, as I told you, it was like a personal question because I'm still not focused of what I know. But I'm going to try the Ikigai quadrant. I'm definitely. I'll send it to you. Yeah. 
and you know another thing which i really wanted to ask was which is like a really broad question so it can get deep yeah. uh, which is that firstly what kind of meditation do you practice and the deeper part goes what is the end goal of meditation so my meditation practice day because i'm a yoga teacher myself and a meditation teacher i guide meditations i'm really drawn to sound i allow my practice to be an intuitive flow that's what i call it when i'm guiding a practice it's like intuitive flow is is what it is and it's it's a blend of movement sound and breath work so it's very kundalini inspired meaning i work with the energy channels across up up you know up up our system and the whole point the practice that i do whether it's in movement or whether it's in stillness is about opening up the energy channel within our physical body so that we welcome in the light codes that are always around us from the infinite from the universe from the earth beneath us and my movement differentiates every day i mean i do there's like a standard baseline practice that I do kriya sets where I open up my spine and I just made this movement with my hand because I'm making this like spiral energy with my spine. I'm waking up my spine. You welcome in this like serpent like movement of of your spine. You're flexing your spine, you're making these circles, you make big circles with your neck because your neck is an extension of your spine and your neck also holds up your powerful head which houses your brain and so many of your senses right your sight your hearing your taste your smell so there's always like a baseline movement that i do around just a morning practice i also have an aerial belt in my home which is it's like a swing basically and i i hang upside down and that gives the benefit of stimulating your pineal did with your third eye point the seat of your intuition And so you can receive that kind of stimulation doing breath work kinds of things. However, I really like hanging upside down because it gives you all the benefits of a headstand. However, it's in a restorative position. I'm not like putting up a lot of effort to hold myself upside down. I'm in a restorative position and all the blood is rushing to my mind. Um and and it's just it's just a powerful surrender you know a surrender practice as well i have an acupressure mat that i use i i'm doing more yin yoga i'm actually doing a yin yoga teacher training next month which is more connected around the myofascial tissue and the meridian line like a deeper it's like self massage basically and yeah my meditation is practice is always a mix it's a mix of stillness meditation movement and that movement sometimes is like a very traditional asana surya namaskar vinyasa kind of vibe and sometimes it's full on just like a dance and i'm just taking up space i'm flailing my arms i'm rolling up in a ball i'm like e shapes you know i'm welcoming in the the energy of the serpent and i'm welcoming in the energy of the jaguar i'm and welcoming in the energy of the eagle and how i move that has been powerful moving meditation for me as well and in terms of your question around what is the end so there is no end goal because there is no end it's all about the intention however there's no end goal however there is a deep intention as you are meditating the intention is with the oneness the intention is to dissolve the ego Like we're still here having a human experience and I've had had many countless meditative experiences where I I shoot off into another world and I I I I remember who I be and I and and for the most part I'm like that always like I you know I can be in a meditative and present state even when we're having a dialogue or and doing something active not necessarily just when my eyes are closed so really your meditation practice the whole point of welcoming in a meditation practice is to welcome deeper layers of presence into your life. That's what meditation is, getting present, being present and remembering that you are more than this 3D. That you are one with the infinite and to allow your meditation practice to be a reminder, a consistent reminder of that. And yeah, it is important to do it every day. It's not like, "Oh, wow, you meditated once and you had this powerful transcendental experience." you're awakened now 
No, it's important to consist because we're human. And the 3D human matrix world will do many things to try and distract you from the awakened path. So that's why it's important to have those practices, those consistent practices in place because it, it serves us and our journey and in in order for us to be in integrity for when we're holding this space for others it's so important to to honor that space and that consistency right like whether or not like you hold a a, a space like i do as a coach and a guide and as a healer and whatever languaging you want to use around it even if your role is you're a horse rider like you ride horses or you you know trot stock uh work in the stock exchange or something like if you are on the awakened path you are still emitting those vibrations out to your community you know what i'm saying and like that's really why we're here we're here to awaken ourselves and through that awaken our fellow brothers and sisters and others yeah i think also i wanted to add to the meditation part so i did meditation too which was the mantra meditation so and you know when we you know we can't really it's hard for someone to believe the things which we feel during meditation without them experiencing it so there's totally. this really really crazy thing that has happened to me which i'm sure 99% people won't believe listening to this which is i was doing i think in april may i during lockdown I started doing a lot of chandra me- uh, mantra meditation and once I was facing the west side and it was early morning so it was like right before sunrise and I was saying the shiv mantra at that time which is om tat purushay mahadeve timai tano rudra prachodayat so I was chanting that mantra and you know suddenly there was this like bright light which I my eyes were closed but I could feel this bright light within passing through my eyelids and that that's not possibly sunrise cuz the sun rises from the east and i was facing mm. the west so you know there was i'm not sure but i think there was like this really cool energy what we may call it god universe energy but i felt another Beautiful. presence kind of thing so that was like the coolest thing that i've experienced till now through meditation gorgeous gorgeous yeah that's really special i mean it's we are light at the end of the day we are love and light and a lot of times when i guide meditations and i welcome this to you and also anybody listening i guide free meditations every full moon every new moon just find me on instagram it's shalini serena and and in my bio you can sign up for my mailing list and a lot of the languaging i use when i'm guiding to to nature and yeah merging into the light like remembering that you are one with its frequency I had this last question which I really wanted to ask you which was more on the coaching side the mindset side which is that how does one build the right habits and break the wrong habits So there are many ways that and welcome in really healthy habits into your flow Number 1 is just recognizing what habits do you already have that are great Okay, awesome. You wake up and you brush your teeth. Good job. Then you wake up and you make yourself a warm lemon water haldi black pepper thing. Great. And now the the habit that you would like to add you make that you want to come upstairs and go into your meditation practice. What you do is you can stack the habit. So it's not like, "Oh, I got to build this whole new habit. Where am I going to find the time?" You create it. you make the decision just like you do with everything and so it's making the decision and just to say if meditation is new for you it's also making sure that the habit isn't far fetched this new thing like say you've never meditated before to be like i'm going to have a 90 minute practice every morning like you're setting yourself up for failure if you're doing that like making sure that it th- these are habits that you're welcome in that are achievable so that you can celebrate them and then grow it from there So if you're new to bringing meditation in and then you know stack the habit be like okay I'm going to meditate after I do my, my my after I brush my teeth after I make my morning warm lemon tea and then I will meditate for 10 minutes and that is totally manageable 
And then once you do that, you you recalibrate and be like, okay, this coming week, I'm going to do 15 minutes. Okay, this this up the week after that, I'm going to do 15 minutes. And then I'm going to move my body. I'm going to get on my mat and do five rounds of Surya Namaskar. Or forget the mat. Dance around my house for 15 minutes, full power. You know what I'm saying? So that that's how you welcome in um, really healthy habits. Is seeing, firstly, celebrating. Where, do you, where have you already established habits and so celebrating that and knowing that it's not hard like you already know how to set up habits so being like oh i got this being the habit on top of that and number two setting habits that are realistic and achievable and celebrating them and growing from there i think i need to try that also so i've been trying to set up new habits but you know i think it's like unrealistic goals like you said which is trying to say, I'll do this 90 minute meditation or something in the first day or something, which is not possible, obviously. So yeah, I think I'm going to try the shorter period ones. Amazing. Yeah. Compassionate with yourself along this journey. You know, I just yeah. really had a great time. Shalini, thank you so much for being in this podcast. I had a great time. You know, I just want to tell you this. When I see you talk about this, when I see you share this message, I get so excited and activated. Because there are like so many people hearing you, so many people watching you. And then when you talk about all this, it explains the meaning and purpose of impacting lives in a positive manner. Thank you for this beautiful reflection. So good to get to know you better on your show. And we're in touch now. So any any questions you ever have along your journey, just message me. Okay? Those that are uh, listening as well. I'm, I'm very much, I'm here to be of service. You know, I, I, I enjoy... I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm here to be a resource, you know, if, and if I can serve you along your journey, send me a message and, and let's continue to be in touch. I'll be linking Shalini's handle so y'all can follow her on Instagram and check out her website and all that stuff. So thank, Shalini, thank you so much once again.